You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Talking Cardinals baseball today on this Thursday, October 19th, with Jennifer Langosh, our Cardinals reporter for MLB.com. Jen, we thank you for the time as always, and what we're going to do today is Kind of look at the changes that the Cardinals rotation underwent between opening day and game 162. And I think unlike a lot of other teams, which undergo so much uh, attrition within their rotation during the course of a six-month season, that wasn't really the case with the Cardinals. As for you know, at least the first half of the season, it was the same five guys at that point that came out of spring training. There were some changes that they did undergo, but I think for the most part, health was on this team's side, was it not? Yeah, and I, you know, I think, Matt, we saw that then in performance. I mean, the Cardinals' rotation was one of the best in baseball, and particularly during the first half of the season. It, uh, you know, maybe got overshadowed a little bit early because of the lack of offense and the kind of blowups that they were having in the bullpen. But this rotation ended up being very much the foundation for the team's success. And, yeah, I mean, you look at through the first half of the season, the same five that came out of spring training were the same five pitching every day. That's a very, very rare in the game today. And, you know, I think back to some of the storylines of spring training, Michael Walker, for instance, you know, we were very unsure, first off, if he would make the rotation, earn a spot back there with some of his shoulder injuries of the past, but then also would he have the durability to be able to stick for a full season. So, you know, questions about, about him, about Lance Lynn coming back from Tommy John surgery, those were answered right away and a credit to the, to the work that those guys put in that they were then able to stay on the field and healthy for the duration of the season. Yeah, it's, like you said, a very uh, rare thing for any team to uh, to ride with the same five guys that you came out of spring training with. But for a long time, uh, this Cardinals rotation certainly did that. Um, I think the the one big uh, departure, obviously, you know, Mike Leak was part of that uh, quintet coming out of spring training. Uh, you know, he was traded midseason to uh, Seattle, I believe. But I think other than that, am I, am I missing anything else? Or was that the only, you know, major, uh, you know, facelift that this team underwent in the rotation? Yeah, Mike was the only departure. You had Adam Wainwright landing on the disabled list first in late July, um, came back, made three starts there in early August, and then was back on the disabled list basically mid-August till the end of the year so you know his spot did change there at the end but um and, you know you think back you, you bring up Mike Leake it's interesting to think back to his season because well, you know when I talk about the success the rotation had early a lot of that had to do with Mike Leake he pitched tremendous out of the gate one of the best pitchers in baseball actually had the lowest ERA um the second to last week of May of any NL pitcher but then kind of faded there as the summertime months came, the Cardinals eventually dealing him to Seattle, freeing up a little bit of salary space, also creating opportunities for some of their younger pitchers. Um, but, yeah, you know, to see him go, certainly a surprise for a guy who had just signed a five-year deal one year earlier. But, again, I think part of the Cardinals' desire uh, for a little bit more of a youth movement in their rotation and then a credit to, to the, some of the young pitchers that they've been able to develop in their system. Yeah, no question. And uh, to break down some of these uh, starters individually, of course, uh, the logical place to start would be Carlos Martinez. Very interested to get your take on him because you look at his 2017 season, he gave you 32 starts. He gave you 205 innings. He gave you 217 Ks. He was, he was durable. He was effective. And yet I can't help but think there was a slight sense of disappointment that he wasn't quite as good this year as he was in 2016. Would you agree? Yeah, I think you hit it on the head. And I think the disappointment, too, is because expectations were so high for him. I mean, again, I think back to storylines coming into the year. 
a lot of us, I was among them, thought that Carlos Martinez was at the point in his career when he was going to take the sort of step up where we were going to be talking about him right now at this time of year as an NL Cy Young candidate. And he pitched very, very well. He, he had a terrific season. If you look at the numbers, he hit that 200-inning benchmark for the first time in his career. As you mentioned, led the team in strikeouts by a very wide margin. But he didn't necessarily take that giant leap that I think a lot of us expected an ace to be. And, and, you know, I think for the Cardinals, that's one of the things moving forward is, you know, can Carlos Martinez be a bona fide ace, a number one starter in this rotation? The Cardinals need that. I mean, it used to be Adam Wainwright. It's not going to be any, any more moving forward. You know, the good news for Carlos, of course, was that he was able to stay healthy. He did show great durability. He is still very young at 25 years old, so he has plenty of time to kind of grow. Um, but some of, you know, some of the little things that, that didn't go his way, whether it was the fielding mistakes, which really hampered him a number of starts down the stretch, um, some inefficiency issues he had it's from time to time. You know, those things, I think, held him back from being able to take that step into being talked about as an elite pitcher in this game. Is there one thing that you can pinpoint with him, you know, if, if you break down all of his splits and all of his numbers? I mean, there's enough stats now to make your head spin, but was it something like, you know, well, he couldn't finish guys off with two strikes. Well, he couldn't control his breaking ball. He couldn't do this. He couldn't do that. Is there one thing you can pinpoint, or was it just kind of a, a combination of, of little things that prevented him from making that leap to true A status? The one thing that really bothered him, it was a little more so early, probably the first four months of the season than the last two, was the first inning. Uh, he would come out and be knocked around in the first inning, and once he got through that inning, typically he would kind of sail toward the end. So, um, you know, I know he went through kind of an evolution in terms of his pregame routine, how he warmed up, how much he warmed up, the running that he did leading up to his start, all that, so that when he took the mound – he would be ready to go from that first pitch on. So it was interesting because this is not an issue that we've seen Carlos have before in his career. I mean, typically he's been able to come out and come out and find a groove right away. But for whatever reason this year, that first inning gave him a lot of issues. And then as I mentioned earlier, defensive issues. I can think of three games there over the final six weeks of the season that a throwing error by Carlos Martinez cost the Cardinals a game, cost him multiple runs, and all of those games were then determined by one run, and they were all one-run losses for the Cardinals. So the defensive issues, a surprise. The first inning troubles, certainly a surprise. The good news for Carlos, at least as far as the first inning troubles, was that he was able to correct those as the season went on. And like you said, you know, this guy, he's still so young, and for a guy that puts up a 3-6-4 ERA, 200-plus Ks, 200-plus innings, and to be viewed as a disappointing season only speaks to how much talent he does have and how much he could accomplish in 2018 and beyond. Lance Lynn, another guy, of course, missed the entire 2016 season, recovering from Tommy John surgery. And, uh, Jen, he didn't miss a beat in my eyes, 11-8. and eight. Uh, The guy made 33 starts, his ERA, um, you know, in the three fours. And it, it's it seemed like that this was a welcome addition to the Cardinals staff, and I don't know if we quite know what to, we wanted to expect from him after missing all of 2016, but he, he certainly uh, looked good in 2017, and, and uh, I think it was a great bounce-back performance by him. Yeah, it was. I mean, you think about the fact that Lance Lynn had, was basically coming off a 17-month layoff just based on the time of his Tommy John surgery in 2015, and you look at the history of pitchers who have come back from the surgery, and while a good number of them eventually do get back to, to kind of the performance level they were at, 
they usually don't get there that first year. That first year is usually kind of hampered by command issues, um, typically a period you know, midway through the season where there's dead arm kind of feeling. Lance Lynn really avoided all of that. I mean, the durability was there right away, the crispness of his pitches, the velocity, the command. You know, the one thing that, that kind of bothered him throughout the season was the home run ball. We saw him allow many more home runs than we're used to. But I just think for Lance to be able to come out, take the ball every fifth day for this team from start to finish um, was a great testament to the work that he did coming back from surgery. Of course, it helped the Cardinals rotation, helped them stabilize things, but it also came at a very important time for Lance Lynn, who was about to enter free agency for the first time in his career. And I think he set himself up very well for a lot of interest by being able to show that he not only came back from Tommy John surgery, but he came back just as good as he was when he went down. Yeah, he's going to do his bank account a lot of favors in the offseason. As like you said, he could not have picked a better time to have a, a season like he did to prove he's not only healthy but effective as well. And uh, we'll see what the future holds for Lance Lynn for uh, the 2018 season. His uh, comeback this year was made all the more important, Jen, because of the struggles of Adam Wainwright. And I think we're at a point now where Cardinals fans have to ask themselves some very, you know, tough, uncomfortable questions for a guy that is so beloved and for so many years was, you know, the undisputed ace of this team as we touched on. But the numbers, even though, you know, he did go <laughs> somehow 12 and 5, the ERA above 5, uh, the numbers, you know, not Wainwright asking. And again, I think that we're at a point now where we're trying to figure out, you know, just exactly how much does he have left in the tank? Yeah, and it is a tough conversation to have because he has been here for so long. He's had so many dominant seasons along the way. Unfortunately for Adam Wainwright, he's also had, uh, you know, his career has been dotted by injury troubles, and, and that ended up being a problem for him this year. I look at the first half of the season when he was healthy, just inconsistent, and it was very much like his 2016 season was where you didn't know kind of from day to day, is this going to be the Adam Wainwright that's going to give seven or eight really quality innings? Or is he going to labor through four innings and have to turn it over to the bullpen really early? We saw plenty of kind of both starts. And then the injury issues cropped up. And then late in July, first started feeling a little bit of discomfort there in his elbow. Of course, that's a surgically repaired elbow multiple times already in his career. Ended up having to shut it down in August when we saw, you know, it was clear to everybody that something wasn't right. I mean, all of a sudden you saw Adam Wainwright making starts in which he couldn't throw a fastball harder than 89 miles per hour. Hmm. And at some point, as good as his off-speed stuff is, as, as nasty as that curveball can be, it just can't play at this level when you don't have um, enough in the tank. So he underwent a cleanup procedure there a couple of days after the season ended to, to kind of take care of some issues, some, some loose bodies in his elbow. His expectation, Matt, is that he is going to be able to make a full recovery here pretty quickly this offseason, go through a relatively normal offseason throwing program, and enter spring training ready to be a starting pitcher again. Now, the Cardinals are going to give him that opportunity in this last year of his current contract. Now, that being said, though, I think he's going to enter 2018 with just a lot of question marks as to whether or not, number one, his body can hold up as a starting pitcher, and number two, what are the realistic expectations for how effective he can be? And, you know, if he can't be, then maybe a move to the bullpen becomes something the Cardinals consider down the road. But, yeah, another up-and-down year for him, a disappointment that he wasn't able to be on the field there over the last seven weeks of the season. And, um, you know, unfortunately for Adam Wainwright, another injury issue to add to a, a lengthy list that he's had in his career. Yeah, it, it's been tough, especially in recent years, and hopefully the Cardinals get a, a kind of a turn-back-the-clock season from him in 2018 because uh, he's going to be an important piece 
of what looks to be a different looking rotation for 2018. In the minute or so we have left, Jen, just give us your thoughts on uh, Luke Weaver, who we saw for about uh, 10 to 15 starts this year. Certainly seems like there's a lot of promise there. There is, and Luke faded just a little bit there his last couple starts, part of that just being the fact that he was throwing more innings than he had in his career. But um, Luke, you can make the argument from mid-August to mid-September, was the best and most dominant and most reliable starter in this Cardinals rotation. So um, he took great steps forward in what was his second um, kind of taste of Major League. He had come up, obviously, and made a couple starts in 2016, but really took some steps forward, seemed to trust his stuff more than he did the year before. And he proved to everybody that his stuff can play. So I look at Luke Weaver as a guy who, you know, barring any unforeseen issues with injury or effectiveness, should be in this Cardinals rotation come the start of 2018. And the other guy who we got to see a little bit of, Jack Flaherty, is somebody who I think will factor into the Cardinals starting pitching plans next year. So, again, this is a Cardinals team ready to go young with their starting pitchers. And the good news for the organization is they have a lot of top talent young pitchers there to choose from. They certainly do, and uh, a lot of excitement for 2018 and what could be, as we said, a very different-looking Cardinals rotation as opposed to entering the 2017 season. Good place to wrap it up. Jen Langosh, our thanks to you as always. We'll do it again at this time next week. In the meantime, Matt Wehmeyer signing off for MLB.com Extras, St. Louis Cardinals.